Bitch Sesh is Earwolf's very own Real Housewives breakdown show. Host Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider have some incredible new episodes coming out with huge guests like um, <laughs> Kristen Wiig, also Chelsea Handler, Joel Kim Booster, Andrew Rinalds, and many more amazing guests. If you want to get the lowdown on all things in the Bravoverse and much more, listen to Bitch Sesh, a real Housewives breakdown on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UTV! on my lip and I've got it so now we can all relax everything's gonna be fine don't fucking stress what if I had to be like that for the whole night the show would have gone terribly relax I've got this one there's no hair now I feel like my shirt's not buttoned but I think it is there is food on my shirt and I I noticed it and I said I'm fine with that I'm Cameron Esposito let's hear it for me I'm feeling so happy to be here with you. you got a great show. Uh, my co-host, Rhea Butcher, is in Texas doing shows. I hope that's going great. Enjoy, Rhea! I was just in, um, where was I? Ooh, Boston. That's, I was in Boston. Uh, I was uh, doing uh, some, sh- I was, well, I did, I did a show at MIT, which, by the way, I fucking crushed because the show... <laughs> was on Pi Day, and they were like, it's Pi Day, and I was like, oh, like, it is, is it the 14th? And first of all, they, you know, I could tell that they were impressed. <laughs> that I knew to ask that, and I was like, but what were you doing at 159? Because that's the next numbers? Anyway, my point is, <laughs> it's good to memorize Pi to the fifth digit. You just don't know, and I don't know six, you know, but it is good to know the five, because after the decimal point, because then, it, you know, you impress... Engineers. What do they study at MIT? Breaking apart our bodies and putting them back together, but we're robots. And they're and that's what their undergrad degree is in. So it's a very fun time. Um, my sibling lives out there. My sister lives out there. Her little tiny child was around. Um, are you all? Hey, are you? Did you want to sit? Are you waiting? Or are you? Were you going to the restroom? I don't know. I don't mean to stress you out. I just mean, if you're waiting, you can just come in and relax. Yeah, come on in. It's okay. See? Yes. Have a seat. Well, exit the building completely. No. Is that, are you meeting your friend right there? That is, you, look, this is tough. What you've, you've, that was tough what you had to do there. Honestly, like, I don't, I don't want to be in your shoes, you know? That's so tough. You have to go all the way across, and then it's somehow in the second row, and it's climbing no matter which way, you know? But you did a great job, and you really covered it up, and no one noticed. And it was... But I, I support you. you don't, honestly, you were, that was perfect. That was the right thing to do. It's so stressful. I recorded a special 
here. Um, it's called Rape Jokes. Don't worry about it. Raised over $95,000 for rain. Thank you. Um, there were several cameras. It, during the first, there were two tapings. During the first taping, someone in the back row, 15 minutes into the special, got up and said, I have to go catch a bus. <laughs> And, le- and the confidence. Because me, I would miss that bus. Like, that, if, it doesn't, if that is the last bus, I am gonna sit, and this is something, you know, that I need to work on. Taking care of myself first. Because I would have, I would have been like, well, I'm, I don't, I'm not gonna get home. And that's okay, because it's 15 minutes in, and also I don't know how I put myself in this position. That's a great question. Why did I sit in the very far back? Why did I think that it would be a 15-minute special? <laughs> so my, my, my sister has a, an 18-month-old uh, daughter, and my niece is rad, and she is very... Her parents ask her a lot of questions, and so she asks you questions. And I don't know how many folks in here have recently spent time with an 18-month-old. That's non-normative for an 18-month-old to interview you, in a way. And so she and she also asks questions to people individually, and then waits for an answer. And it's it is fucking fun. She sits at the head of the table. That's like where her like high chair is and we're having dinner and um this is the question that she was asking it was my myself and my sister and her husband and my uh, niece went around and asked each of us individually multiple times if we were pooping (laughs) this is how it looked she also loves to point you pooping she waits for the response nope are you pooping? Are you pooping? All right, let me start again. Are you pooping? Also, and I know what you're going to think, was she pooping? Because a lot of times that would be the case. No, just concerned about other people. Are you pooping? Because you're, you're at the table. Go do that somewhere else. You're currently eating. That's disgusting. Are you pooping? It was like the weirdest board meeting. She was at the head of the table. We'll just kind of go around the room and I'll get some ideas. Are you pooping? No? Okay, all right. Alan? You pooping? It was fun. That was a fun part. I keep thinking about it. I love it. It's the best. I, uh, I flew back, and I had, um, look, I don't want to, I do want to brag, actually. I, um, I'm, like, really committed to um, Delta Airlines, and I fly a lot. I'm a platinum medallion, working on my diamond. Um, and it's tough, you know, it's tough to get to Diamond and I'm committed and uh, I fly a lot, travel a lot. I'm like a business traveler, which is weird because 
this is what I wear and look like, you know? So then I sit down and I'm, you know, and I have, and I have this very high medallion status, but not the highest, you know, but high. And um, <laughs> I travel a lot and I like know where to get the extremely expensive pistachios that I want for the flight. These are $14. They have to tell you that if you're buying pistachios. <laughs> and then I go, I, I know. And I honestly don't even spend money willy-nilly. Like, I cook a lot as opposed to going out to eat. But it's important to me to have $14 of pistachios. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I say when they ask. Um, but anyway, I was flying back. I fly a lot. And I had, on this particular flight, the weirdest experience I've ever had on a plane. And... Like I said, like there are there are so many times that this could have been true. And during each of those times, I thought to myself, this is the weirdest experience I've had on a plane. And then, you know, there'd be another time. But now that I've had this experience, I don't know. This could be it. <laughs> I was seated in the, um, what's the, you're like, you're like in the main cabin, but you're in the emergency exit. You're like bulkhead in the main cabin. So you're at the emergency exit row that's like very big and you have to, you have to, the, um, my 18 month old niece has to ask you for verbal confirmation that you're gonna, are you comfortable? Yes. Opening this door in case of an emergency. <laughs> Thank you for answering back, that's the right instinct. Um, the guy, I was in the aisle and there was somebody in the window and, there were, and then there was a person in the middle seat, the person in the middle seat got up and went to the bathroom. He, he was a gentleman. There was an old woman seated against the window. And he left and she said to me, the gentleman between us is going to the bathroom and snorting cocaine. So I want, so if there's a problem, you and I are gonna be taking care of the plane. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, I was like, wow, like, oh my, like, like yeah, lady, like, cool like i'm in a like let's let's do this you know like i want i bounded with her that but i also was like this is so wild because like this is like this much older woman and i will say cocaine is not one of those drugs um that i can spot easily um there's really just one drug i can spot easily and it's a uh, marijuana but that's when i smell it um i'm not really spotting it so much as it's extremely stinky and uh but like like if somebody's on coke I don't always know that. Like, I'm just like, what, you know, what a happy but then sad person. Um, so I was like, how did she even identify this? You know? And then the person came back and... I am really not trying to make fun of this person because I think, I think that they might... They, they potentially have a problem or they're going through some shit. So this is not to be cruel. This is just what I saw with my, with my eyes. This is what I experienced. Um, and then sat next to for five hours. <laughs> he came and sat down and he had um, white powder coming out of his nostrils and then going up and covering his entire nose up to his eyebrows. <laughs> And it was also on both of his hands. So then I like looked at the lady like, no, you're right, I think he is doing coke. <laughs> like I didn't identify it because I'm not like good at identifying coke. But like now that you see it, I do think that's what's happening. Like a, 
like a Groucho Marx glasses, <laughs> fake nose, a ma- co- coverage <laughs> of cocaine. And then, and then he would, sometimes he would touch his face or like snort around or whatever. And then he would like pull his hand down and he'd be like, oh no, like I think I have like, there'd be like a little something on his finger. Cause I started paying attention to what he was doing. Cause I was like, I don't know where this guy's at. I should probably monitor this. As opposed to watch Ralph Breaks the Internet avidly, which is what I was doing prior to that. What I'm saying is I was watching a children's movie and an old lady was like, I think drugs are happening next year. And I was like, prove it! But prove it! What do you have, a drug-sniffing dog? Oh, you mean it's the visible cocaine. And it's coming out of his nose and covering his entire nose. So I started watching, and then he would do this, he would look at his thing, he would look at his finger and be like, oh, I think I've got like a spot. <laughs> like it would be like, he'd be like, oh no, and then like sort of try to, but I want, I didn't, I didn't know where he was at emotionally, but I did want to be like, it's not so, it's not so, it wasn't, it's, it's. <laughs> do this with your hands. Multiple times he went back and like re applied. <laughs> it was a turbulent flight, but I don't. This is this person is bad at doing cocaine. I think. <laughs> I don't even know how that happens. Do you need like a rail? I guess that doesn't exist in the airplane bathroom. But don't you have like another thing like from a cross necklace or something? <laughs> It was weird. It it was as if he thought that you do that you go. <laughs> so that's now the weirdest thing I've ever seen on a plane. think do you think I'll top it what'll it be has anybody here before we start the show does anybody have a weirder thing than a than that you could think about it and I'll revisit if anybody says maybe but I gotta go through no I won okay I do hope he's all right sir I hope you're all right I looked at his phone. He said to somebody as we landed, you're not picking me up? So then I was like, some Uber driver or Lyft driver is about to have a very weird night. <laughs> anyway. Well, we've got a great show for you tonight. I have a special, uh, you know what, I, spe- I have a special friend in the audience. One of my, my oldest friend in the world is here. We've been friends since I was 10. Isn't that awesome? Well, we were both 10. This wasn't the time traveler's wife sort of thing. It was a much older, it was, yeah, we were both 10 and we've been friends for a very long time. So they're here to see the show tonight, so don't fuck it up. So all the comics are going to be great, you know what I mean? And I want this person to think, wow, what a great audience. You know, they really got it. So that's really on you. Well, look, 
I think what happened at the end is that I put you all in your heads to really think about your experiences on a plane. I was doing great, and then I, and it's not like I don't think I did bad, but I just mean there was some distance. I feel a little distance right now, and I think it's because you're all reflecting on your own lives, and so, you know, stop doing that, and listen to us. We're the professionals. <laughs> you're all very fun. Okay, great. Shall we do the show? I think we will! Okay, great. Well, hey, this first comic, well, I had a great time. First of all, you know, nice when somebody's funny, but I just had a great time. We were laughing in the green room, you know what I mean? Here you are, you hang out with other comics. Ha, ha, ha. It's not always how it is. Sometimes it's like, keep to oneself, think about own goals, you know? A really nice chat to this comic in the green room. I know they're gonna come out here and wall your socks off. So if you're not wearing socks, that's gonna that's you you know skinless. You're gonna have your skin's gonna come off on your feet. That's one of the worst places you could lose your skin. How are you gonna walk home? Or any you know what are you gonna do? Oh my god, I saw that. It doesn't matter. But what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Here's a good how it goes. What am I doing? It's called Free Solo. Yes. I saw. Don't you say what? That's exactly right. If you've seen that movie, that's the most apt description. That should be what it says when you see it on Apple Movies or whatever. It should just be my finger. I saw that last night. It's very stressful. Did anyone see that? Clap if you've seen that. Okay, a few people. That's that one that won, it won Best Documentary and this guy, he climbs the whole face of a mountain and it just uses his hands and his feet and it's, and no rope at all. And it's, um, I, I know I saw it with my eyes. I watched it, I think, but there's not any part, moment in the movie where you go, now it makes sense. <laughs> the whole time. And then at the end you go, I don't, I, but he has a human body, right? Because, anyway, I almost fell down the stairs today. At my house where I live. And I, so. This first comic, gonna be great. Please welcome to the stage from that great green room chat. <laughs> Boy, oh, it's me from the green room. It's me, you saw the A24 independent horror movie, Kyle in the green room. <laughs> That's how you know comedy's going great. When they're like, uh, well, he was funny a minute ago. Sorta, he was mostly playing off of other stuff we thought of. Uh, comedy, what is, this is what my job is, is comedy, what a weird, job to have what a weird when comedy is your job you do a lot of weird things that you wouldn't do with other jobs like weird comedy job perks like here's a comedy job perk 
I take Uber everywhere. I take Uber everywhere for my job. I take Uber ev- sometimes. This is true. Uh, I'll be the guy who will sit in the front of the Uber. I like to sit in the front. Sometimes I will drive. I am an Uber driver. I'm an Uber driver. Comedy is a nightmare. Comedy is a nightmare. I drive for Uber. I will be leaving right after my set, so I don't take any of you home. <laughs> Kyle, when do you need to go up? Early enough to get away. Uh, My girlfriend told me she really believes in my career. She really believes in me. She's like, I really, she really believes in me. She thinks I can be a star, but she also really believes in astrology. So who knows? Who knows? You know, uh, maybe I'll be a star. Maybe I'll be a group of stars that looks like a lion. Okay. Yeah, out here, everyone does just believe. Never mind. Um... Everyone's like, yeah, go on. Two things we all believe in. The common thing that we all agree upon is that those things will both come true. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Missouri. I grew up in the Midwest. Uh, that's I, I I I like that. That's I like to go dancing, and not a lot of people believe that when they 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 know I'm a white guy from the mid. But I do. I like to go dancing. But I, I guess I, I grew up in Missouri. Most of my dance moves are just soccer warm ups. You know. Um, the girls like the high knees. They do. They do. <laughs> Grew out here to become famous. I'm working on a, a, writing a TV show about uh, what I know. It's called Midwest World. Um, it is the same show, but it happens inside the good Applebee's. Um, other than that, pretty much the same. <laughs> There's always a good one. Uh, I was in Denver, and I met a guy who was a fan of the band The Grateful Dead. And if you can imagine those two things. Uh, I was in Denver, and I met a hippie. And uh, uh, if you can stretch your brains to understand. And, and this is what he's, he's told me. He's a fan of The Grateful Dead. And I didn't know this. He goes, uh, yeah, we're deadheads. I'd never heard that. All their fans are called deadheads. Uh, and I thought that was the coolest thing I have ever heard. I thought that was so cool. I wish any of the bands I liked had cool names for their fans, but they're all just like sad boy. But like, I can't go around and tell people I'm a death cab for cute boy. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't roll off the tongue the same ways. You can't like, if I, people are like, what are your two favorite bands? I'm like, I like the White Stripes. I like the National. Just call me a white net. You know what? Kyle. Kyle's good. Let's go with Kyle. I'm trying to make the news. I was out eating with my friend, and they didn't know how to behave at a restaurant. Have you ever been out with an adult who doesn't know how to act at a restaurant? They, like, don't tip, or they just don't understand the process, or they're, like, mean to a server. I hate when people don't know how to behave at restaurants. I hate it so much. It's so frustrating, and it's so many people. There's so many people who don't know how to act at a restaurant. We need, like, a program so people know how to behave as adults. We need, like, a... We, I think I have an idea. Of course, I have the... I wrote it down, and I'm, I have this. I have an idea. What if I was like, does anyone have an idea? Uh, please tell me. I will do it on stage later. Uh, no, here... Okay. Uh, for people... People need to know what to... In Israel, they have a program called Conscription where from age 18 to 21, 
legally everyone has to serve in the military. I think in America we need a similar program, but from age 18 to 21, everyone legally just has to be a server. Do you understand? You should have to be a server so you know how to behave. Yes, thank you. I actually don't believe this. I just want the applause. Thank you very much. I don't believe any of these things. No, I do. Everyone legally, you should have to be a server age 18 to 21. It's like, oh, you want to study abroad? Too bad. You got drafted by Chili's. Get in there. You can go to Greece when you learn what 20% is, Eric. <laughs> I think people, uh, like, as a species, humans, we're, like, very cocky species. We got lucky growing thumbs, and we have been riding thumbs for thousands of years. <laughs> we're still, or 2,000, if you're Christian. We've been having thumbs, is it. We've been riding thumbs. We come up with these crazy ideas no other animal would even dream of having. We're the only animal that thinks they have a spirit animal. Do you understand? We think there's us and another thing that we're kind of like. Like, no animal has a spirit person. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, no deer is like, I'm a Jeff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't text back. I'm late all the time. I'm such a Jeff. That's a G off, let's be honest. But you know what I mean? No one, no, there's no, and no animal would agree with you that it's your spirit animal. No, if animals caught wind of the confidence we have, there'd be pushback. Like, I don't, someone asked me one time what my spirit animal was, and I can't even say animal. Some, someone asked me what my spirit animal is, and I was like, oh, definitely wolf. Wolf, wolf, like you guys have known me for five minutes and you know wolf is bullshit. Wolf? Wolf? If a wolf heard that, he'd be like, wait, Kyle said that? Kyle, Kyle? I live in the woods. Kyle got banned from hunting with his family because he kept naming all of the deer. I thought you couldn't kill a Colby. I was wrong. Everyone feels bad for a hypothetical deer. I, when I was growing up, I liked dinosaurs. That was my favorite animal. Where am I going? Um, I always thought dinosaurs were the coolest animal. Now, I don't even know if they're technically considered an animal anymore. Like, we, science is ruining dinosaurs with information. Does that make sense? Sometimes science learns too much about a cool thing, and it sucks. Like, when I was growing up, a dinosaur was a very simple idea. It was a giant murder lizard. That's perfect. <laughs> giant murder lizard? That's fine. We don't need to learn anything else about them. We don't even learn how they die. Giant murder lizard. That's it. Now scientists keep coming out with studies. Oh, I'm knocking the mic stand around. I'm so actually pissed off about this. They keep coming out with studies, and it's ruining dinosaurs. A real study came out. This last year, a study came out that said scientists have discovered that the Tyrannosaurus Rex is the biggest, baddest dinosaur. So scientists have discovered the Tyrannosaurus Rex didn't eat meat and probably had feathers. Oh, uh, yeah, how about fuck science? There's my study. How about fuck... If they're just going to ruin every dinosaur, it's going to be like, new scientific study shows the Velociraptor was just two alligators in a trench coat sneaking into a movie. It's like, what? All right, y'all, thank you very much. Have a good night, everybody. Let's hear for Kyle! Very good job. Don't worry. I think birds are animals. <laughs> so you're safe. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I have this other podcast. It is called Query. 
and wow, it's a great podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, I talked to, uh, I, it's a job I invented for myself that I love, where I get to talk to uh, folks in the LGBT community who I love. Like, I just, like, I'm so into you and interested in what you have to say, and um, oftentimes, it's been really great. I've gotten to talk to, like, um, congressmen and, like, activists and really cool actors, musicians, but today, oh boy, today you are meeting me on the day I got to interview Eileen Shaken, and I don't know if you know who that is, but a large percent of the audience should, because this is my audience, and Eileen Shaken created the L word, and it's important that you know that. Um, I have met her in the past, and then when I met her in the past, like, you know when you, look, this is Hollywood, I don't have to explain it to you. You meet someone that created your favorite show of all time. You're like, oh, I don't even care. Here's my projects, you know, whatever it is. But then, because it was this show, I was like, can I just like for 60 minutes just ask you a bunch of questions about your show and like how you made it and stuff and like some pretty like important details. I'm gonna ask like detailed questions from different episodes and stuff, but it's not because I know <laughs> about the show. It's just like interview prep. <laughs> it was very fun! I didn't have to play it cool for one second. I was like, oh, the L word? I've heard of it. Okay, talk to me about... Like, I literally was like, Shane and Carmen, how do you feel about it? Great chemistry, right? Okay. <laughs> And we have got 58 more minutes, and let's keep talking about that. <laughs> For 58 minutes, Quinceañera, the part with the dress, she's like. <laughs> anyway, that was a fun part of my day. The, I also, conf I said, Eileen, I first heard about your show when I was in college and we could not get premium cable, and so I only read recaps. <laughs> and then looked in the comment section. And that is my first lesbian friends were like, you know, whatever, orange is the only toot or whatever, like 63 or whatever, like the commenters. But then after my second girlfriend, she stole the L word via LimeWire. And that's how I first watched it, stolen. She said, any way that you could have watched it, it's fine with me. What a relief. <laughs> you know how long I've been carrying around the burden of harming my own community? Oh, you didn't get my money or my eyeballs, technically. I got it through the, like, essentially Napster. Do you know what I, do you know what these things are? Some of you have beards and you'll know. You know what Napster is. And then you probably don't. No, you do? Okay, all right. You do. This is a fun game. You, these people do. These three people do. No one else. And then behind in the middle, never fucking heard of it. What a great game! This is a fun game for parties. And it, you know, it makes people feel self-conscious, which is the best part of it. I don't know what that is. I think I'll leave the party. But that's me at every party. One time I got to a party and what I did was I walked directly through the party and I exited. It was at a house and there was a back door. 
I, I walked in, I waved at three people, I gave some hugs, I walked directly out the back door. And I think they thought, oh, she's going to the backyard, that's where the rest of the party is. Incorrect. Looping around, back out to the front, got my car, left. And I've only done that once, but that's how I'd like to be at all parties. So, pardon me! Okay. Uh, this next comic, you know what? Known him since back in Chicago, but um, then he lived in New York and recently moved here to Los Angeles. So we should welcome this person, right? To our city, say, get over here. You got great jackets. That's what we'll say. <laughs> Anyone with jackets is one of us. You're gonna get, your blood's gonna get so thin, you'll wear that when it's 68. <laughs> 73 even. It'll be 80, you'll be wearing full pants. I'm chilly and you're drinking iced tea. I'm very cold. Just stop drinking so much iced tea, Los Angeles, but we can't! Anyway. Please welcome this next comic. Let's hear it right now for Kenny DeForest! Give it up for Kenny. Wow, thank you guys so much. This is so fun. Keep it going for Cameron, everybody. Thank you so much. It's good to be back in LA. I was just in Denver, and they had a uh, big snowstorm while I was there. It was called the Bomb Cyclone. Did you guys hear about the bomb? I thought that was a funny thing to name a snowstorm that hit Colorado because it just sounded like snowboarders in Breckenridge trying to recruit you to the slopes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you got to get out here, dude. There was a bomb cyclone, dude. It was off the chain, dude. It was a bomb cyclone I ever seen, dude. <laughs> slopes are powder. <laughs> I did just move to... Uh, Los Angeles, I needed to see if I was uh, clinically depressed or if I had just been living in New York City for five years. And um, so far, I think it was New York. I was like, do I need Zoloft or do rats just keep dying in my walls? Um, audibly. And then I breathe in the rotting carcass in my sleep. Maybe that's why I'm sad. Maybe just less of that will cheer me right up. So far, I like it here way better, man. I don't know. Don't tell New Yorkers about this place. That city will collapse if they knew what was possible because the lie that holds New York City together is that depression is a necessary tax for a fun city. That's just... That's what you have to believe to live there. It's like, look, man, all right? Look, if you want it all, all right? If you want Ethiopian food, Harlem jazz, and gay burlesque, you're gonna have to have roommates well into your 40s. It's just the way it works. You cannot have it all. <laughs> I do feel better. I was in, um, I was in therapy for uh, a couple of years. I haven't found a new person out here yet. Because uh, I have like an anxiety issue. I have what's called performance anxiety. Which means, like, in big situations, you know, I'll get real nervous. Sometimes I'll shy away from big moments, you know. And I was telling my therapist about this. And I told him that sometimes when that happens to me, I feel like a pussy. And I know that's, like, an archaic way of saying weak, you know, because it suggests that, like, the vagina is weak when really it's strong and giving a... Anyway, my girlfriend made me add this to the joke, but... <laughs> that's what I said to my therapist. And so I don't know if you've ever been at therapy, but a lot of times what will happen is your therapist will take words you use about yourself and start using them on you to teach you to defend yourself. <laughs> so now for me, therapy has just turned into an hour of a 65-year-old Jewish man calling me a pussy. <laughs> 
and then I give him a hundred dollars, which <laughs> feels like something a pussy would do. I don't know if it's working. <laughs> I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder two, which is pretty dope. I caught the sequel. I like that. Gave him a little time to work out all the kinks from the first one. Catch him on the second release. You know what I mean? I was kind of hoping that being diagnosed with something would help more, you know? Like, I wanted to know what caused my anxiety, what were my triggers. Generalized anxiety doesn't really help, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, Doc, what do you think's putting me on edge here? I was like, I'm generalized, I think, probably. It just <laughs> seems to me that uh, being alive really puts you on edge, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Basically what that means, my brain is basically just a really bad detective. That's basically what generalized anxiety disorder 2 is. It means my brain's got all the evidence. It just makes the wrong conclusion. You know what I mean? It'll be like, all right, let's take a look at this case here. Let's see, what's the, all right, it looks like uh, you're generally warmly received when you walk into places. People smile when they see you and greet you with a warm hello. Not to mention the outpouring of support when times get tough. Uh, to me, it seems like a pretty open and shut case. Everybody hates you. And um, they talk about it when you're not around. It's really the only thing that people talk about that aren't you is how much you saw. You owe them all an apology, and you should probably write them one on Facebook at four in the morning for something they definitely don't remember. And I'm like, thank you, detective. I'll get right on that. And um, <laughs> it looks like here, it looks like uh, when you perform, generally the audience has a good time. When you announce a new thing, people give it a big like and even a share on social media. People even reach out and say that your comedy has helped them out. And uh, as you can see, uh, you're a fraud. And um, <laughs> nothing you've ever written is original. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know if you could tell from my shirt, but I like to trip on acid from time to time. And that's uh, how you end up dressed like this. You eat acid, then you see a shirt like, oh, I recognize that. And uh, you leave the store with it. I like acid. Sometimes I'm afraid it makes me too confident, though. I will be honest. Because sometimes acid makes you think you know how to do things you for sure do not know how to do. You know what I mean? Acid has a weird way. You eat acid and you're like, oh, I for sure know karate. And you don't, but now you think you do. And now you're navigating life with nose karate confidence without nose karate skills. And that's a bad combo of things. I was in Maine with some friends getting ready to go on a hike. We ate some acid. We were gonna go into the woods because white people do crazy things to feel danger in this country. And so, <laughs> we were getting ready to go in the woods. My friend goes, yo, this is Maine. Should we be worried about bears? And I said, huh, I'll handle the bears, which, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know what my plan was. I've never even fought a man. I. I've never been tested. I'm not even sure I could handle a boy on that night. I was sure I could handle You guys have been a lot of fun. Enjoy the rest of your night. I've been Kenny DeForest. Keep it going for Cameron. This week's episode of Put Your Hands Together is sponsored by Care Of. Winter is coming to an end. 
which means it's finally time to get back into a routine that makes you feel your healthiest. And that's where Care Of comes in. It can be really hard to know what vitamins and supplements you should be taking. Care Of makes it easy. You just take their simple online quiz, answer a few questions about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices, and you get scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations in just five minutes tapered to you personally. Not tapered, catered. (laughs) It does not say tapered here. There are even vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs. Care of sent me a box and uh, I checked out all these little mini packs. I gobbled them up in my mouth and now I am Captain Marvel. That's not true. I'm not Captain Marvel, but I do think it's important to stay healthy and this is the easy way to do it. For 50% off your first month with personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter PYHT50. That's takecareof.com and enter PYHT50 for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Keep it going for Kenny! Oh, yes, welcome to LA. Get ready for that soft softness that's about to... For like just your whole body. I mean, I I'm from Chicago originally. I used to be so hard and tough. Oh, she drinks whiskey, neat. Strawford <laughs> person, uh, but I'm a weak, soft little baby, and that's fine. And um, now it's very hard to go to New York after living here. It's it's I. This is a real thing that happened the last time I was in New York. I asked. Uh, the person if I was with, if the sushi was safe. <laughs> Do you know the level of out-of-touch Angelino you have to be to go to, like, perhaps the place with the best restaurants in the world? Like Manhattan, and be like, but can you eat the sushi? Is it safe? Is the sushi safe? But is the food, can you eat the sushi? But here's what I will say in my defense. Have you seen where you buy pears in Manhattan? Because it's uh, outside, directly next to a pile of black trash bags. <laughs> There's just somebody usually eating a pear that they've just bought. But that's the trash! There's no alleys, the trash goes on the street, but the fruit also goes on the street. This is solid New York material. What happened? You're too soft? Everybody's so soft? We don't even want to laugh about New York. Who cares? We live here, the hills. I don't even need to know. Kombucha on tap. You didn't laugh because literally everyone here was like, but is the sushi safe? I don't know if it's safe. Is it safe sushi? Can you eat anything there? You can't. Manhattan, don't eat there. Don't eat at Manhattan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's an unrelatable thing, but I do uh, get my groceries delivered. I'm sorry, I apologize. I apologize. I'm sorry. It seems easier to me. And, it's, and I feel also like I'm giving somebody a job, and it's nice, you know? 
But one thing that's fun, if you get your groceries delivered, there'll be a section uh, that's um, foods that are trending in Los Angeles. <laughs> and that's a good one. Because it's nine different types of radishes and um, a chicken nugget that's gluten-free and also has no antibiotics in it, you know? It's just a nice part of our city that you should check out if you get a chance. We eat a lot of radishes. This is a radish heavy. Honestly, she eats radishes? See, she fucking... Let me ask you a question. Do you know what radishes are? She does. This age person does. Definitely knows radishes. But let me ask you a question. Do you know what radishes are? Then she goes around the... This is how the rest of the show goes. But then earlier in the show, she was like, my niece, through my sister, has learned about individually asking people questions. And isn't that a weird, funny thing? Anyway. My niece is also really into Baby Shark. And you know what? Fucking me too. And I'm sorry to even mention it because now it's in all of your brains. But once it's in there... And then I also accidentally watched um, A Star is Born on the flight there because I put it on the screen TV. That's how I accidentally watched it. I chose to watch it and then I accidentally continued to. After avoiding it for a while because I was just like, I don't even think so. How? How was he like... You know what I think? I think I can't sing, but who's the best singer? And we'll do a movie where we're equals. As singers. <laughs> so I just, I just couldn't. I was like, I can't! But then I did. And then, it, and then all after that, it's just shallow and b into Baby Shark on a loop. Anyway. But that shark's not gonna live in there. You need more water. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, this next comic has a great podcast called Gender Fluids. Please welcome to the stage, Ariel Isaac Norman. Give it up. Thank you so much. Hey, what's up, y'all? I live in Austin, uh, Austin, Texas. Hey, cool. Yeah, some fans. We got Booch on tap and Radish is there, too. We stuff. He's similar. Bye. We have the film industry a little bit. So people have been telling me to get into commercial auditions to try to make money. And so I would go on the rare occasion that they're looking for the yoga lesbian look. You know, that's what they... I show up every time. They, the director will ask if I have acting experience already. I'm always honest with them. I'm like, well, no, not formally. I mean, you guys never book me on these. But I mean, act, don't we all have, just from life, don't we all have act? Like, I don't know about y'all. Like one time, for instance, I uh, married a woman I wasn't in love with. In front of all of our friends and family. So I can probably figure out how to look excited about saving money on car insurance. <laughs> Seems to me. I am actually going through my second gay divorce in three years right now, so thanks for the rights, everyone. Just really enjoying the fuck out of those. <laughs> now, I, I actually have a really good time. I have a new girlfriend uh, and a new bacterial infection. That happens every time, apparently. Well, it, it's true. I don't know if y'all know, statistically, lesbian sex does lead to a lot of bacterial infections. 
because hands are filthy. <laughs> they are filthy. <laughs> like, we don't have to... It's not a bad trade-off. We don't get a lot of STDs in lesbian sex. You, you do have to kind of try, honestly, <laughs> to transfer an STD with lesbians. I mean, you can scissor, but, you know, that's, you don't do that on a first date. Really, You don't do that... <laughs> Clap if you've scissored. I saw a few hands go up and then go down, by the way. Y'all are just lying. I don't know if y'all know scissoring is real. Do we, y'all are scissoring truthers out here? Y'all not, are we perpetuating those? Scissoring's real, it's just that when you do it, it's hot for like 45 seconds tops and then this like air bubble situation forms that the sound that's happening is pretty queefy. Technically not queefs, but it is rather queefy, the little sound that keeps happening over and over. Two or three of those is fine, but eventually you gotta really stop, so. It's not the kind of thing you do on a one night stand, but don't get me wrong, once you're in like, you know, once you've been dating for a while, we would do best out the scissoring. Y'all into period scissoring? Slosh some of that blood. Kind of. The sounds are even worse, honestly, but at that point you're in love, you know, so it's... Has anyone done tampon scissoring? What you do is both of you wear a tampon and then you scissor, and so if you get it right, the tampon strings will kind of braid together after a while with the rubbing, and so then as you're rocking, they'll kind of go in and out a little bit over and over again and sort of... And it's kind of like a double-ended dildo nunchuck situation that... <laughs> But again, that's when you're like a loving relationship. She busts that out. So we don't have to worry about STDs all that much, but <laughs> the bacterial infections are rough. Again, hands are, hands honestly are way dirtier than penises. And I'm not usually a big defender of these penises. But I have been thinking about this. Dicks are being tucked away pretty safely in their pants. There's not a lot of the outside world getting onto that. I mean, they're still pretty gross. Clap if you're uncircumcised. It's just, no one's gonna tell me anything about her life. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of people who might have the smegma issue in, in the closet here. But even that, like, smegma's been happening forever. And it's only recently that these men have really been showering or cleaning these things in, in evolutionary history, you know? Vaginas have been dealing with smegma this whole time, okay? We have co-evolved with smegma. So it's probably not even that bad. And then, but there's always, there's always a little bit of urine on their ends of their dicks, because there is. I know there's always a little bit of pee on penises, because someone taught you all this more than two shakes and you're playing with it rule. Is that continuing on into adulthood? Are y'all seriously just not... Your father told you if you get your dick clean, you're gay, and so you're just... No, in order to get a dick clean all the way, in order to get it dry, you really should take like a little bit of toilet paper, honestly, and just kind of dab the end of it there. But that would be pretty gay. I get it. So you really can't... A gay dude would shame you if you saw you doing that. Bro. Come on, you know, he would. It's not going to go well. Free. And like the penises, again, it's two shakes is not enough. Three shakes is not enough to get all the urine off. I know I don't have a dick, but y'all, I pump gas, okay? <laughs> That's 
the same physics. And I get every drop pretty broke, so it is 12 to 14 shakes, in case anyone's wondering. you gross. I know I've been up here for a little bit. I don't know if anyone's wondering about my gender situation. Um, I know I look, you know, pronouny. Uh, I get it. <laughs> I, do, I am still going by she and her, uh, except in the bedroom, where it turns out I identify as a good boy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Other people too, it seems. I, I'm not ready to use the men's restroom at Chick-fil-A or anything, but you know. I'm, I do think. The truth is, I actually do identify as a dude uh, in a chick's body, if I'm being honest. I do ident- I just think that that's an awesome deal. I just love it. I just love this. Uh, you know how many straight men, when I've told them I was a lesbian, well, when I had a little bit longer hair and I told them I was a lesbian, you know how many straight men would be like, oh, that's so cool. I'm a lesbian too. I feel like I'm a lesbian stuck in a man's body. I was like, wild. Because I feel like a dude who snuck into a lesbian's body. I'm rather enjoying my end of this Freaky Friday deal we've got going on, buddy. It's like, I feel like a dude who gets to have lesbian sex. This rules. You have to understand, if I did transition to, being, to living as a man, I would go from being seen as a woman and a lesbian to being seen as a straight white man. I don't like getting on sinking ships. Y'all can have this shit. Like, the truth is, okay, like, I do have my little, I, I have my ideas about my gender and my identity, but I honestly don't care what gender any of y'all see me as. It just doesn't matter to me that much what gender any of you guys see me as. Honestly, I just want you to see me as attractive, so. It's a pretty ugly shot. Well, clap if you think that I'm attractive. You don't have, you don't have to clap. Sir, well, thank you. Uh, my girlfriend and I are Polly, but um, <laughs> also, I just hope everyone knows. Like, if you clapped, it really doesn't matter who you are—man, woman, whatever—you're gay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you want to fuck this, you're a big old queer. All right. All right. You guys have been so much fun. Give it up, camera. Keep it going for Ariel. No, no, it's just the volume. I've just never been fought, and, every, and people went different directions, and there's nothing over there. Ariel's backstage. I don't know why. I don't know if everybody thought that's what was going to Well, now we'll go out. No. Um, you know what? I'll be real. Sure, scissoring's a thing. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've seen the footage, and I, it's a bit... It's a brooder film for me. That's what I'm saying, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, it, you're right, it doesn't work. It just doesn't make... How do you get... How do you get there? You know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? The backing up. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I have had sex. 
a lot of different ways, and that's never been the next thing. Now this, never, not one time, anyway. Um, you can tweet me later, let me know. Okay, we got two comics left. How you feel about two comics left? I am excited about myself. This is a hilarious person coming up next. Hilarious. Let's hear right now for Byron Bowers. Give it up. This week's episode of Put Your Hands Together is sponsored by Myro. Myro's making deodorant better, like 10 times better. Not the drugstore stuff. Not things with toxic chemicals in it. Myro's got naturally effective deodorant made with a custom blend of essential oils that release over time. They got a barley extract in there that helps keep you dry. Their formula is hardworking, long-lasting, and has no toxic anything. It's 100% aluminum and paraben-free. But also, you choose a scent, and then you choose a case. And Myro sends you refills for your case every three months. Friends, you don't have to throw giant plastic object in to the ocean or somewhere else because Myro comes in a refillable case reducing plastic waste by approximately 50% compared to typical drugstore deodorants. That's one thing I love about it. You want to save yourself? Great. You want to save the earth? Even better. Get 50% off your first order and get started today for just $5. Go to mymyro.com slash pyh2 pyht and use the promo code pyht that's m-y-m-y-r-o dot com slash PYHT and the promo code PYHT for 50% off your first order. In joie. <laughs> Hell of a journey for a put your hands together show. I just feel like specifically this audience, everyone's like, oh, that what? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Let's hear it for Byron one more time. Um, you know, I'd have so much more to say on some of those topics, but you can watch an entire one-hour special that is uh, called Rape Jokes uh, that I have. Um, and and some of it's in there. Or recreate an experience and get up 15 minutes <laughs> and then leave. Anyway, one more time uh, for Byron. And let's move on to the, like, we got one comic left. How are you feeling as an audience? <laughs> I know. It's been some very, very good jokes, very great comics. And then this final comic is, uh, well, I'm so fucking happy to have her on the show. Great comics, great comic, and also like, well, I'll say afterwards some other things. Please welcome, <laughs> but like positive things. But I'm just like, I'm like very stoked. Let's hear it right now for Kara Clank. You'll <laughs> look at what you've done. What if she was just priming you guys to talk shit about me when I get off stage? <laughs> She's like, enjoy this, but I've got some stuff to say. <laughs> after um hi guys how's everybody doing great great 
let's just quickly address the elephant in the room. <laughs> Me. Um, for the podcast listeners, I am nine months and one week pregnant. Um, which people gasp at because I don't think they realize that pregnancy is 10 months. It's another way that we are just fucking pushing women down and minimizing the job that they do because this shit's 10 months, not nine. Um, so yeah, I'm still two weeks away, a week and a half away, but let's party. Um, I'm really excited to be done with this though. You know what I mean? Like would love to just not be peeing for five seconds. Um, peeing right now um just always peeing a tiny bit <laughs> um oh, it's pretty good i have an app on my phone that tells me how big this little alien is vis-a-vis fruits and vegetables so it'll be like your baby is a pomegranate your baby is an ear of corn your baby is bok choy i'm like oh we're not finding out the sex but i'm pretty sure i'm having a tasteful summer salad you know <laughs> Ina Garten recipe in there. Um, I, uh, I'm, we're not finding out the sex and people are really mad about it. They're so mad. I guess they really want to go out and buy us like a hoop skirt or a weight bench and they need to know which one it's going to be. <laughs> and uh, people are like, well, what are you going to do if it's a boy about circumcision? Have you made your decision about circumcision? And I'm like, I haven't thought about what I'll be subtracting from the child yet, but... <laughs> Please do give me your opinion as I know you're going to. And uh, they'll be like, what you really should do, what you have to do is whatever the dad has. Whatever the dad has is what you should do for your son if you have a boy. I'm like, because they have to match? Is that a thing? I thought we could just do goofy sweaters at Christmas. I didn't realize we had to take it so far. Ladies, we all remember the first time we stood next to our moms and we were like, matching vaginas! Ready to take on the world! I just don't think it matters. But I guess, I don't know, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. When I, right when I was like um, three or four months pregnant or something and I was um, on Twitter and I was about to start telling people, not on Twitter, telling people, I was about to start telling people, period. I was on Twitter and uh, these uh, comedians, like a bunch of comedians who I love and respect that are like famous were tweeting stuff like, it was right after the climate change report, you know, and they were like, who would bring a child into this world right now? And I was like, okay. <laughs> that's a fair, that's a fair comment. It's really fair. I mean, it's a little late. I've decided to go through with it, but... Um, <laughs> But I was also like, hold on, these are like the same people though that when like there's a hurricane, they're like, save the dogs. Get all the dogs out of North Carolina. Leave your neighbors on their roofs. <laughs> I'm just saying, I could be carrying the scientist that cures climate change more so than your Labradoodle. You know what I mean? <laughs> and probably not because I just said cured climate change and I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I don't think it's like a virus. <laughs> um, based on my science skills, it's very unlikely to happen, but still more than a puggle. Um, I do want you to get those dogs out of the hurricane, though. Um, I've been reading a book about having babies or whatever and about how they act when they're out. Um, when they're <laughs> Once they make their debut. 
Like, have you guys, you guys have heard of colic, right? Or like when a baby is colicky, it's like a baby that won't stop crying. Um, I thought that was like a disease. I thought like your baby could get colic. It was like jaundice or like chicken pox. Like, oh yeah, your baby like contracts colic and it makes your baby cry all the time. It's just, it's not. It's just an adjective to describe your baby being a bitch. Like, that's all it is. Like, oh, your baby's crying all the time? Your baby's colicky. Your baby's an asshole. Like, I think we need to fully use this for adults now, right? Like, what's Jeremy like to work with? Kind of colicky, to be honest. Hard to get him down after a meeting. (laughs) Such a good one. I only have, like, one rule for this kid, and that is uh, no nerds. You know what I mean? No nerds. Nuh-uh. I'm already married to a nerd. I'm a stand-up comedian, so I hang out with, like, 45-year-old guys that cry when Spider-Man's not what they want it to be. Not willing to take another one onto my roster. Not going to have a five-year-old boy look up at me and be like, actually, Mom, the Minions would never do that. That's just not minion canon. Um, I can send you a wiki link, but <laughs> like I'll kill a kid. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to. Don't want to have to do that. <laughs> but um, I am the oldest of six kids, so I've been around kids a lot my whole life. I'm the oldest of six kids. My mom is one of fourteen kids. Yeah, thank you for reacting. It's the dumbest number of kids I could think of. Um, 14, like, with the same man, no twins or anything, like, just single base hits. 14 kids. I know. It's insane. If if you're having a hard time visualizing it, 14 kids is just two water polo teams that could play against each other. (laughs) And if that's not why you're doing it, I don't know why you are. Um, But, like, I'm so bummed my grandmother that had 14 kids passed away before judgmental mom blogs came around. Because I really feel like she would have had such a good one. My grandmother's mom blog would have had posts like, how to make your eight middle children feel special. (laughs) Having a fat day? It's because you've been pregnant for 10 full years of your life. (laughs) Lost one of your kids at the mall? Cut your losses. You got a baker's dozen back home. It's a numbers game, baby. (laughs) Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm practicing to be a mom. You guys, you kids like Instagram? You, are you kids all on Instagram? Um, I love Instagram. I'm on that shit all the time. Do you guys have any friends on Instagram where like they're so cool and fun and smart and like you love them and they're your good friend, but their Instagram personality makes you want to rip your own skin off? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you're just like, what? Well, you're a different person. Stop. Don't post that. No more selfies of your cat nuzzling in your cleavage. I can't. I mean, I'm a feminist. You do whatever you want, but, you know, don't do whatever you want. Um, I, <laughs> I, I am a feminist, but I just, I love to make fun of things women do. It's just, really can't stop. Um, like, I have this friend, um, well, I hate her, but she's my friend. And um, she's got this t-shirt that, follow me on this t-shirt, okay? She's got this t-shirt that's got Belle, Ariel, Jasmine, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, okay? And then in the center, it says squad goals. Yeah, so first of all, no. But second of all, these bitches don't know each other. They're from different places, different time periods. You can't just assume all beautiful women like want to hang out and be a squad together, okay? Belle is a bookworm. Ariel is illiterate. Tell me what they're talking about. (laughs) What's the bond? 
I don't think Cinderella's calling up Sleeping Beauty like, wake up, you lazy bitch. We're going to Vegas. Snow White got Coke. Jasmine says we can take the carpet, but you have to drive because she has a DUI. I just don't think that's happening. You guys, you've been really fun. If I can mention it really quickly, I do have an album out that recently came out a couple weeks ago called Undefeated on iTunes. It's about never getting pregnant. I was undefeated. Clearly, I've been defeated. But if you, uh, if you have a moment, please pick it up. Guys, I'm Kara Clank. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Kara. And yeah, I think it's pretty fucking awesome that she was here to perform for us tonight, right? Like, I'm just gonna say, very funny fucking jokes. Also, like, not totally sure that you feel comfy, Kara. It feels like maybe I would be in bed for the entire time from the beginning of the house. And then I realized I don't know what, how the pregnancy would have started. <laughs> so I just said the beginning. <laughs> oh, one more time for Kara Clank. And everybody you saw tonight. I'm Cameron Esposito. Rhea will be back next week. And we'll both see you then. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.